Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Tuesday, February 13th. Tuesdays at this time, it is the... uh, Weekly observations of the master gardener, Jan Musen from DeBrine Seed, Washington Elm in downtown Zealand. Jan is in the Mr. Butterball building as we speak, although the, the kitty for which it is now named is nowhere to be seen. Morning, Jan. Oh, he's back there sleeping. Being a lazy loaf. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sounds like, no, 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 I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to say anything bad about the person who was in this chair before me, about taking naps, <laughs> <laughs> leaving me to work. And while he was napping, I was, he, he was pulling the Mr. Butterball <laughs> yesterday. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we're here. And if you got a question for the Master Gardener, Jan Musen, 616-395-1450-616-395-1450. I like to always pull stories from our uh, wire service uh, 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 that uh, we know that Jan would either appreciate or have some sort of understanding. Uh, We have a story out of the Quad Cities, Davenport, Iowa. Sound of summer in the Midwest the constant loud buzzing of cicadas, and this year it's even going to be louder in the Quad Cities. Here's the explanation. Two broods of the insects that are only seen once every 13 to 17 years will emerge at the same time this spring. Eastern Iowa, especially the southern regions near Burlington and the Quad Cities, will get the brunt of the cicadas for four to six weeks beginning in May until mating season is over. I'm Craig Michaels. Okay. All these cicadas out. Yowzers. <laughs> we are lucky. We don't live in an area that has those. We have the yearly cicadas that come here. They aren't nearly don't come out in droves. Eastern side of the state does have them, but we don't have them here. So Let's just be thankful. Okay, I'm just double-checking the Whitecaps baseball schedule. And uh, I'm going to see whether or not they'll be playing the Quad City uh, River Bandits. Um, let me go and get this. Because <laughs> uh, they may have to try to shoo off these cicadas from the baseball field <laughs> over there. I, I've seen Might where they... be interesting, yes. No, they this year they get Quad Cities in the home opener on the 9th of April. So they don't have to go to Iowa this year. No. So they don't have yeah. to worry about having to, you know, go back for a fly ball. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Uh, 616-395-1450. I got a couple of other things uh, to pass along to you. A new camera has been invented that allows people to see the world through animal vision. Okay. According to a report out this week, a team of British and American scientists have come up with a camera that records video in four colors, including ultraviolet, 
which is outside the range of human perception but can be seen by Boyd's. The camera then turns the data into perceivable units for different animals based on what is known about the animal's photoreceptors. The researchers have also released videos on social media that demonstrate animal visions, such as how a bird might see a butterfly or how a mouse might see a rainbow. Now, now I've heard of, you know, walk a mile in my shoes, but walk a mile in my eyes? I don't know. It might be interesting. It would open up your concept of what they can see and not see. It would be very interesting. Oh, see what birds see. Maybe, you know, it might help in terms of feeding. You know, yes, you know, colors that attract them. Yes. Okay. Not a, yeah. Maybe like do something with Jan's uh, no, uh, no waste mix, you know, put some colors <laughs> in there to attract the birds even more. That might be possible, yes. You never know. And finally, um, I think this is only a New York story. I don't know whether or not some idiots would do it here. Environmental officials in New York State are out with a warning they thought they would never have to issue. The New York State Department of Environmental Conservation posted on what used to be known as Twitter, that residents should not paint squirrels. That's right. <laughs> They're painting squirrels in New York. A Putnam County man was arrested for trapping and spray painting squirrels last month. He, allegedly, he admitted to allegedly trapping the animals on his property in Patterson, New York, sprayed them with red paint and primer, then released them at another location. I can't make this That's stuff horrible. up. I can't make this stuff up. Oh, you can't. Why would you ever even think of doing something like that? But is he trying to help his hunting friends so they can spot him? I don't think so. I don't so. know. <laughs> Spray painting squirrels. No, I don't think so. No, no. I would think that would be close to animal cruelty there. Yeah, but still, ugh. I, I, we know you are not a fan of squirrels. They call no, you I'm not a fan of squirrels, but I certainly don't want them to. It's, yeah. No, no, don't spray paint them, please. No, please, please. All right, six one six three nine five fourteen fifty. If you have a question for the master gardener, now let's uh, go to more serious stuff. I mean, the wires are, are <laughs> stuff, but. We'll do that. And we're talking about the animal vision, and maybe it might help in terms of making that bird seed a little bit more uh, popular. Uh, Ken's got some bird seed on sale right now at the store. Yeah, um, this week the cardinal mix and the chickadee mix, two of our specialty ones, are both on sale this week. So great time to stock up on those. And also the peanut rejects. What? The peanuts out of the shell and the sunflower chips have also, they're still on sale right now. So time to uh, stock up on all of those. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Peanut rejects. Yeah. In other words, what one bird won't eat, another will? No, no. It's, <laughs> they're rejected for 
human food. Oh. So then they go to animal feed. These are not for human consumption. Okay. Just, they've been rejected for that. Okay. I, I thought it was like, you know, <laughs> we, we got we to gotta make something out of this inventory. The birds don't like it. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put that no, out. No. Okay. Okay. Glad you clarified that. Yes. Um, <laughs> speaking about seeds, um, you got some vegetable seeds ready to go now. Yes, you bet. We've got uh, most of the vegetable seeds are in. And there's a few varieties um, that are still out there waiting to come in. But, um, you know, by the large, we've got most of them in right now. And we have a lot of people coming in and getting their vegetable seeds for the year. So they know they've got them, especially if you want a certain variety of something. It's always best to come in early. To, to get it you know some things do sell out during the course of the year yeah but other but some seeds aren't available yet though some aren't available but they're kind of like you know california poppy mix uh the formula mix isn't in yet um it's things like that but very it kind of a random things stop by the store which is at washington and elm in downtown zealand or go online to uh the and you can shop at your leisure. And That's right. Um, you can sit in your chair, favorite chair and just scroll down and figure out what you want to plant and put in an order. And if you can't go to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning, that's the thing to do. That is the thing to do. <laughs> we get a lot of them that come in at odd hours of their early morning. Yeah, be at 2 o'clock our time or 2 o'clock a in Honolulu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jan will be happy. Well, yes, there will be a shipping charge if you are uh, making an order from Honolulu. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's not free shipping from the Brine Seed. You want to get the best value for your dollar, uh, stop by the Brine Seed, Washington Elm in downtown Zealand. Jan, uh, let's talk about our friends, the bees. Okay? Okay. Yeah, let's talk about our friends, the bees, not the wasps. They're not our friends. Bees. Bees, yes. Bees, they're, they're fun. And I want to throw a story at you and then, you know, really talk about okay. the fact that they are our friends, but they are also valuable. And bad guys can try to do something. Earlier this month, thieves made off with 100 beehives from a farm in Central California. The bees are said to be valued at $34,000. Orange County commercial beekeeper Sean Crowley says thefts are commonplace, usually carried out by other beekeepers. Oh, nasty. My goodness. Crowley adds that during the almond pollination season, 1.6 million beehives are brought to California's Central Valley. So the theft of 100 hives is just uh, you know, penny ante stuff. But. <laughs> The hives have a dual purpose. The bees pollinate almond trees for which the beekeeper collects fees. And the bees also produce honey, which is then sold at the going market price. So they got some hot, you know, they're stealing bees. Now, you, you don't need to steal bees. You can develop um, your own, right? Well, you would hope so, yes. Um, <laughs> that's That's kind of odd that you would steal somebody's bees, but... I guess it does happen. Yeah, it does. Well, is beekeeping right for me? 
Well, the MSU Extension Office has an, uh, has a course on that, isn't it? Yes, they do. It's an online course. You can take it at any time. Just go on to MSU um, Extension Events and look for beekeeping because they've got all kinds of beekeeping events. And they it just goes on and on and on throughout the summer. Um, they've got the Is the Beekeeper is beekeeping right for me? That would be an interesting one. You know, if you're thinking about doing it, um, they've got pollinator champions. Um, it's got all kinds of videos and articles and helps you guide you through all the pollination. Again, it's self-paced. You can register for that, get the super secret code and you can go on and get it. There is a, um, uh, if you have a registered use pesticide license, I would consider taking the class pollination protection for um, pesticide applicators. That would be a good one to um, to take before you have to, uh, you know, redo your uh, certification. Um, and I'm sure that it, if you do that, I'm sure it accounts for uh, at least a point toward your your continuing education. And there's also some from Pennsylvania. Penn State Extension. So there's um, beekeeping around the world and basic um, beekeeping basics in Spanish if you don't speak English. Those are from Penn State. So you just go on to uh, Penn State and events and extension events and and look up beekeeping. There's all kinds of fun stuff to do um, and learn and Beekeeping, you know, might be something fun for you to do. A lot of people have a hive or two in their backyard. Just make sure that the bees stay, well, it's nice to be able to share your bees, but maybe not, you know, not not so much. Because uh, they, be, they can be a little bit of a problem, especially if you've got kids running around and, uh, you know, they disturb the bees and then they get stung and cry, Mommy, Mommy. Yes, and, and do... Um, do check your township or city and see if they do permit you to have bees in your backyard or what the rules are for having bees in your backyard. Um, not everybody is receptive to uh, hives of bees near their backyard. All right. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for the Master Gardener, Jane Musen, 616-395-1450. couple of things coming up this coming weekend. Let's talk first about the uh, Great Backyard Bird Count. That's coming up from the 16th through the 19th. Yes, go to birdcount.org and you can sign up. You don't really have to sign up, but just find out what what you need to do, how you have to send in your results. They ask for you to do a 15 minute 15 minutes of your time during that four-day weekend from the 16th through the 19th and just count all the birds that you see. I like to do it just sitting in the house and watching the bird feeders because I get a lot of birds in there. Or you can you can go wherever you want as long as you tell them where you took where you took your count or and and what birds you saw. And they will also you can um, download the Merlin Bird app. Um, that is a great application for your phone or whatever. Um, you can help. It will help you identify birds by your feeder so you don't have to say little brown birds. I had 20 of them. It will help identify, well, that's this and this is this. And it will. you can describe your bird. You can take a picture of your bird. And you can even 
take a recording of what bird's song it is. So, you know, that's even more fun um, than than anything else. So, um, yes, uh, get out there this weekend. You can do as many counts as you want. You can go to the bird count um, um, dot org website and you can look up people are posting what they found and they're posting pictures you can make it for ottawa county and see what pictures of the birds that people are identifying in our area and it's so much fun there's hundreds of thousands of people that do this all over the world and this this uh data that you get is really helpful for the audubon society and the cornell lab of ornithology they, you know, help track where the birds are, where they aren't. Are they migrating correctly? Are they not? Um, and what numbers they're seeing of these. So um, it's an important, it's an important data for these scientists. So um, you know, something that you can do in your backyard, your kids can do it with you or your grandkids. Fun. It's fun to do. Now, on the 17th, which is on Saturday, it's the next edition of Coffee with the Birds. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be a fun place to go to count the birds, but my goodness, it's overwhelming. You might want to have a couple people with you. Um, but Saturday, Kurt Dykstra will be there, and he will be um, showing it starts at 930 um, at the um, Hemlock Crossings. Um, there's a room that overlooks this little gully. And it's got all kinds of bird feeders. Now, they can fit 35 people in that room to watch the bird feeders. And he'll have closed circuits, so you can actually go online and watch this, too. If you get there and the room is full, they have the, the big, big room there with some um, TVs. And you can watch it on TV there. Um, just fun to see all the birds that he can get at all of his different feeders. And, you know, you can take notes. Look at that cardinal pair is always on that feeder and you know kind of make it draw a picture and come to brian's and try find that feeder here <laughs> you probably will um but it's a great fun and you can go to um mi ottawa.org backslash i can get this okay um birding and you can go online and watch it it's um fun or you know watch it listen to it um, I, I enjoy doing that. Now, another thing that's coming up, it's a week from tomorrow. Uh, it's a pruning workshop, and this time of year, uh, yeah, it might be a wise idea to make sure that uh, your pruning skills are not only up to date, but knowing what to do and how to prune. This will certainly help. It will certainly help. I listened to the last one. Um, all the guys here, we've all watched it. Um, it's Rebecca Finneman from the Ottawa County, well, Kent County Extension. Um, she's a senior master gardener. Ooh. She has been doing this for years. She is smart. She shows you tons of pictures of how to sharpen your tools, what tools to have, how to clean them correctly, um, and then how to do the correct cuts and where to do them on the tree and on the branch and very, very interesting. And you can also send in your pictures of your your trees or bushes that you just don't know how to prune. And we'll, she'll go over them and she'll have 
we all she only has 40 people on this zoom meeting and you can you know pipe in and oh no i think i would cut this one or do this and it is an interesting interesting um thing you've never never done this class it's well worth going to it costs forty dollars and obviously you do have to pay that before they'll give you the super secret um <laughs> zoom address but um it is more fun than you learn so much it just like packs into your head so much that um you'll I, I did it before i did it again i learned even more this time than i did last time so um yeah it's a fun thing to do so again let me repeat the great backyard bird count begins on the 16th through the 19th um uh, mm -hmm. birdcount.org for that the uh yep. coffee with the birds coming up on the 17th over at hemlock crossing go to myottawa.org um and the back well actually the parks department i think would have it wouldn't it yeah yep it's on okay. the ottawa county parks department you can find it right yep and then finally, the uh, pruning workshop uh, through the MSU extension, msu.edu, and uh, go through the extension uh, uh, service, and you'll be able to connect up to this pruning workshop that's coming up a week from tomorrow afternoon, the 21st of February. 616-395-1450 if you are needing a question answered by the Master Gardener, Jan Musen. 616-395-1450. 1450. Uh, we talked about this last week, and I mentioned that to a certain extent, there are certain sounds that come up that make you think of spring. Bird mm -hmm. sounds in the morning. Uh, I always think it's a little weird when there's snow, it's snowing and you still hear the uh, songbirds yeah. coming, you know, in the, in yes. the late, late winter, early spring. It's like, hey, what are you doing out here? You're going to get cold. That, that, that's not good. Uh, but another sound of warmer weather, wind chimes. And you got some on sale right now. Yeah, they're very pretty. We've got that. It's, they're not cheap, um, but they aren't, you know, out of, out of your budget either. So, um, but they're very pretty. They're tuned to songs. So they do, doesn't just sound like clanking metal. It's actually got a kind of a tune to it when, when they're, you know, blowing in the light breeze. I walked in this morning and the guys have uh, a set of wind chimes outside the door. And it was just such a pretty, pretty sound. This would make such an excellent um, a Valentine's gift or birthday gift or whatever for someone that loves the outdoors. I've got one at my house. It is, I love that thing. Um, it, even when the wind blows a lot, it still sounds pretty. So, and yeah, it's something to listen to. It's not a cheap, they are not cheap, but I mean, 20, 30, $40, I think is probably the most expensive. Now there's that one long one down there, but um, they're, they're within budgets. Not only that, but you know, you pay for quality. Uh, that's, that's, that's exactly that's it. Yes. You pay for quality. Another gift idea, although it's not for now, but if let's put it this way, get it now before Maybe when you get into late April, early May, it's going to be kind of tough. Uh, hummingbird feeders. Yes. Get it now. Yes. We have a lot of buy people buying them now because once we get in the season, like around, you know, uh, tulip time when they start to show up, 
then everyone runs over here because their their hummingbird feeder broke or they couldn't find it where they put it last fall. Um, you know, we don't have the choice then that we do right now. And we do have a wonderful choice of hummingbird and oriole feeders. So remember, those guys will be coming later on in the spring. And, you know, we got to be prepared. Yeah, uh, be prepared for that. And the other thing, too, is not only the traditional feeders that you put the uh, the nectar in for the hummingbirds, but the humbug, which, of course, uh, is good yes. to keep that away from the house because you want the fruit flies to be eaten by the by the hummingbirds and not have to worry about having fruit flies being around you. And that's true. So <laughs> that's always a good thing. So yes, get those um, humbugs. You put, you put your, I, I swear, I always have a banana in my fruit bowl that's going a little bad. And you just put those in the humbug and it attracts fruit flies outside. And the, the, the hum, the hummingbirds, just love those things so um yeah it's a fun feeder to uh to watch out there all right good morning you're on the line with the master gardener jane musen good morning i was out walking this morning and you were talking about birds on the radio and i saw some bluebirds is this the first time they've been seen or have other people seen them too I've had a couple people call and tell me that, but they're they're not around all over. So you, you're seeing the very first first uh, um, the sign of spring out there. Yeah, and it was so nice to hear their chirping. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Thank you. Right. No, thank, thank you. you very much for the call. Six one six three nine five one four five zero. After all. If the cardinals are sticking around there, we're red. The bluebirds better come around so that, you know, sort of balance things out, you know. That's right. Yeah, get, get those blues. And, of course, the yellows a little bit later on. And, of course, the orioles, the oranges. So, you know, that, 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 uh, that'll be coming up as we go along. All right, let's talk about this great romantic thing called composting and what you can put into the composting. Uh, let's, uh, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a subject and you can tell me whether or not it's good or not so okay. good. Okay. Uh, eggshells. Well, that is a great source of calcium, but there are things you have to do. You can't just take the, you know, I made scrambled eggs this morning for breakfast and I've got a half a dozen eggshells here. Um, you can't just take them and throw them outside. You have to first put them in the microwave for 10 seconds or so, because you have to kill the salmonella that's on them. The, chicken eggs that just salmonella just runs rampant but we have to kill that first so you put them and sterilize them you can put them in the oven too but i'm low but microwave for 10 seconds gets rid of the salmonella and then you have to crush them you have to crush them into a powder so you know what i i've done this in the past where i have a um a coffee grinder that i put things in and crush them off i also have a spice one or you can use a mortar or pestle and just really crush them fine because the plants cannot get any kind of value out of just a plain eggshell crust. So you got to crush it up into a powder and then you can, you know, put that powder around your tomatoes and, um, and your peppers and your eggplants and the other plants that get blossom end rot because that's just a calcium imbalance. So it is a great source of, of of nutrients for a plant 
but you got to do it correctly. All right. Another thing is coffee grounds. Now, first of all, explain why that could be good. Well, it can be good that you can use coffee grounds as a, a mulch around plants. Um, the caveat is don't get it too thick. I mean, don't go, don't go over to Big B or Star, Starbucks and get all their coffee grounds for the day and decide you're going to throw them over your flower beds all the time. You don't want it that thick. Otherwise, it forms a hard pan and water can't get through and nutrients can't get through and that's not any good. So you have to put it out, you know, very lightly around your plants. Um, and it, when they break down, it's a great source of nitrogen. Don't worry about them, you know, composting and making it very acidic. Um, most of the acid goes out of the coffee grounds, coffee beans, when you roast, when you uh, brew them, but it's things new, decompose to neutral so you don't have to worry about that um it's not going to be available right away because they do have to decompose before they the coffee grounds are actually good for your plants but use them sparingly around your plants and you can you can use it or if you've got a compost pile put your coffee grounds in your compost pile they'll uh, decompose there and that will be great and if you've got one of those worm compost things they love coffee grounds. Mm. Um, so you can definitely put them in your worm compost uh, bin also. It doesn't matter if it's like uh, ground coffee, you you know pour into the, the, the little pouch or, or, or the cure, the curate thing, you know, emp, you know or cut the top off and, you know, pour the Empty grounds. Empty it out, yeah. You know, yeah. you do that too. So, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. no, you can't, don't put instant coffee in there. And no, how many no, people I still drink instant coffee? Well. I don't know. <laughs> I know I never touch that stuff. Uh, what yeah, about no, tea? I don't either. What about tea leaves? Brewed tea leaves. Um, really don't know what what advantage there would be to tea leaves. Um, you could put them in definitely in the compost pile, but don't put it, the bag in there. Um, but yeah, you can put tea leaves in your compost pile. Um, and that's, I think, where I would put it, where they could decompose okay. there okay. and then put it around your plants. I'm just thinking of those that are, you know, the tea drinkers the around here. The tea know, drinker, yeah, yes. The, 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 the refined ones. Good morning. You're on the line with the Master Gardener, Jan Musen. Yeah, I got a plant that looks like string beans, but thicker and longer than a shot. Mm. The thorns on the side of them. Hmm. What kind of plant's that? Uh, like a it, it looks like it's got string beans hanging from it. No, it looks like it. Oh, it, it looks like it's a string bean. It's got thorns on the side. What kind there, of plant is it? There's one called, um, um oh, Rose... <sighs> Oh, I can't remember. It's a crown of thorns, that's it. It might be one of those. Okay. I'd have to see a picture of it to be sure. But, yeah, if you could send me a picture um, at DeBrineSeed um, at gmail.com, I, I would love to, to look uh, at it. Cell phone and take the picture, but yep. yeah. could I use potting soil and, uh, because um, I yes. water it? And the dirt, 
has been deteriorating. Should I use potting or should I pull up and put more dirt in there or potting soil? I would definitely use potting soil. Okay. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you. 616-395-1450. No more calls because we're almost out of time. So we'll just tell you that indeed for more on what you can do with your garden, stop by DeBrine Seed, Washington Elm in downtown Zeeland. They're open six days a week. Sundays they are closed. You can call DeBrine's at 616-772-2316, 616-772-2316, or go online not only for information, but also to do your shopping at debrinesseed.com, D-E-B-R-U-Y-N-Seed, S-E-E-D.com. The Master Gardener, Jane Musen, joins us not only every Tuesday morning at this time for the Yard and Garden Hour and with Dan Evans on WHCC Morning News for the Garden Party at around 845, but... She also hosts the Jan Musen Garden Show Saturday mornings at 11 right here on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. As always, Jan, thank you very much for your time and your expertise. Wish you and everybody at DeBrine's well. And if all goes well, we'll do this all again tomorrow. I'm uh, next right. Tuesday. I next week. Okay. Not tomorrow. Do. We don't need that. <laughs> Have a good week. That is the Master Gardener Jan Musen on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.